Hello, Dale here. Hi, sorry. I know it's it's been a very, very long time. Chris is unable to join me. Um, unfortunately, his computer completely shut down on him and we've just been waiting for it to get repaired uh, or for him to get a new one, either or. Uh, suddenly I realized that many, many weeks had gone by without anything coming up, without telling anything to you guys. Uh, that's Sorry, that's completely my fault. I got distracted with finals, and then I did a lot of traveling the first few weeks of summer, and then finally I've been able to kind of sit down and start, um, you know, creating things again. So this feed is not going away. Somewhat Coherent is still going to be a podcast. They We just we just have to wait for Chris to get resituated, and then we're going to be good to go. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Jay's show for you here. That's Jay Blackheart. He does his geek podcast, geek culture podcast called The Bard's Tavern. Focuses around a lot of what Blizzard does, but he does a mixture. Um, his most recent episode, uh, he talks about Sinister, Sinister Creature Con, which is a convention for horror specifically. Uh, it happened a little bit ago, I think. Um, it's him and a few friends. I actually, I know, I actually, I think I know all of them, uh, technically from high school. Uh, they're all very entertaining people. They're all very into horror. So it was, it was actually a really fun podcast to listen to. So I figured I'll drop it in here for you guys. I can update you on the whole situation. Now, that doesn't mean that like Broken FM isn't going to be making things anymore or Somewhat Coherent isn't going to be back soon. Uh, In fact, I'm going to be making my own shows. Chris, in the interim of this hiatus, is going to be starting up one of his own shows. All of that will be talked about. All of that will be put here. Um, So just hang tight. I promise we'll be right back. Uh, Here's episode 23 of The Bard's Tavern. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Bard's Tavern. As always, I am your host, Jay the Bard here, and today we got three of my friends with us. We have Ryan over here. Hi. Angie. Hello. And our friend Lolly. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Welcome, guys. We're all happy you're here today. Um, So just for a little reminder for some of our viewers, Angie and Ryan over here, they've been here as guests before. They talked about their Japan trip, which is very heartfelt, talking about their experience for the first time going to Japan with Angie. She got to be there with her, uh, it was a uh, family, right? You were staying with a family that was out there um, while you were studying abroad, right? Yeah, I stayed with them for two weeks. And then Ryan joined her like later on, I think like a week or two later, and you were up there for about two weeks as well, right? Yeah, two weeks. Nonetheless, it was a great time, Um, but we're not here talking about that. Today, we're going to be talking about another convention that we have covered, and this time we were able to bring all three of them with us. Uh, We did have Bree, Scott, and Anna with us as well, but they are not here today because we record these episodes late at night or in the midday where no one's really around unless you have Discord. But yeah. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about Sinister Creature Con. Now, the cool thing about this convention is it's it's very unique. It's a small convention, but compared to other conventions in the area, you will not find <laughs> how can I put this? You will not find anything at other conventions that you would find here. And I know for the three of you who often go to other conventions like uh, Fanime or mm-hmm. have gone to Sack Anime with me, 
you can definitely tell that there is a huge difference in the uh, the presence of the convention itself, right? Oh, oh definitely. Yes. Definitely, yes. Uh, one of the big things about, it, of course, it being a horror convention, and uh, for those of you that may not be familiar with us, our listeners, I am a big fan of horror. I, I grew up watching the original horror slashers like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, we even got to interview uh, Robert England, who was the original Freddy Krueger on the our original show, and it was called Night in the Asylum. Um, and we also uh, love movies like uh, Halloween, of course. And at this convention, which is really cool, you're speaking of Halloween. Well, we got to meet one of the actors that played as Michael Myers and Lolly. They got to actually get a picture with uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Maine. So tall. <laughs> now, going into the horror genre, before we talk more about the convention, um, let's go ahead and start with you, Lolly. Uh, yes. What was your first experience of getting into like something that is the horror genre? Like, what do you like about horror? Well, from I wouldn't necessarily say a professional standpoint, but from a learning standpoint, I know that I had originally gone into college for theater, and I would have to say that all of the horror gore makeup unit that we had to do, I absolutely fell in love with. So after learning how to pretty much do all that, going back and looking into horror, what people have to work with, what people have to do every single time they shoot a scene, it's like, holy crap, dude. Those people are the masters. Those people deserve every single bit and piece of recognition that they could possibly ever get. But I also just like the feel of horror. I love horror movies, new ones. New ones are kind of iffy, I guess. It really depends on whether or not they're more thriller than horror. But I like thrillers too, don't get me wrong. And I love all of the classic ones, you know, like Leatherface, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that good stuff. Those are definitely all the slasher films. Right there. You're missing Scream, of course, in that one. Oh, yeah, Scream. But um, nonetheless, in, in the horror genre, uh, makeup effects artists are by far one of the most amazing things they, to see today. Because um, when you look at most of the stuff on TV or in movies, you see a lot of it is just CGI. Like, it's not makeup anymore. It's all CGI. Like, Walking Dead... You know, the, you know, all the extras they get in makeup, which is super cool and everything. But in most major films, if you see a monster, it's more than likely going to be something that is actually CGI. Um, but going on to the rest of you, uh, Angie, what about you? What was your first experience in horror and why did you get into it? Oh, man. I, you know what? When it comes to horror, when you look at me, you would probably can tell like I would probably be like the most afraid of horror like not into it at all like a really scaredy cat which I will say like I that was me like a few years ago but I think over time as I was like watching a lot of I think for me it's mainly like Asian horrors so a lot of like older ones like The Grudge etc and like as well as like some like Hong Kong type horror films like that's what really got me into it so yeah, but I definitely don't feel like I am the most that's, like, into horror, I would say. It's just more like I'm slowly getting there. If you had to pick one horror movie that stands out to you the most, Angie. You mean my favorite? Yes. Oh, man, that's not a really good question to ask. <laughs> like, for me, like, for me, it's, uh, I grew up being scared of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it terrified mm -hmm. me as a kid. I did not want to sleep. Freddy Krueger was something I had nightmares of, but as I became an adult, like that's, I love the character. I love the, the horror. I love how it scared me. And I got to meet Robert England in that case. Uh, so what is your favorite horror? 
We can come back to you if you want. <laughs> yes, do that because not a good question to ask. All right. Well, you're it's gonna like, have to. For me, like when it comes to horror, though, it's just like I like watching them, but I don't have like a particular one that I like gravitate towards. It's okay. Just more, like, okay. Well, before, I'm moving on. Next we, one. Have this before. I know. I'll, we'll go ahead and we'll get back to you in a second. Then. All right. Mm-hmm. So Ryan. So. Yeah. Now I know that you and I we we've, we've watched some horror together on uh, on YouTube with the rest of our friends. But, oh yes, but, uh, with uh, gameplays and stuff. Gameplays like, and jump scares and yeah, such. Yeah, those are really fun, especially Markiplier ones. Mm, it's been a while since I watched any though. But same question, of course. What was it that got you into the horror genre? Actually, I feel like um, out of everybody here, I'd probably be the least exposed to horror in general because as I was growing up, I was always like terrified of horror and probably like more recent than Angie. Like I when I started getting into horror because like I still was very scared of horror like I would like freak out really fast like and I'd get scared of whatever mostly because of if I ever see the based on a true story I'm like oh god I'm gonna hate this one (laughs) (laughs) do you have a particular character from a movie or like is there a movie that you like the most out of the horror genre that kind of like stands out for you stands out for me like Mm -hmm. what what hits what's your favorite one well, I know that one that really hit me really early, that it's like probably the most memorable, but I wouldn't call my favorite, was when I was a kid, um, my parents would watch the movies with, um, you know, the, the little little Chucky in it. <laughs> Child's play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stuck with me the longest, especially since my sister was deathly terrified of him way more than anybody else in the house. So, like just the name just kept coming up over and over again so it kind of stuck with me the longest all right that's fair enough uh it's funny that you mentioned that too because like um for me um i grew up in an area where uh in san francisco i got to go visit my dad all the time when he was with their dad's other family when you know he was around and they had this uh it was a market it was weird it was a deli liquor store and a movie store like they rented out movies like vhs tapes Mm-hmm. So I got to go through there and watch any movie I wanted that wasn't being rented out in the TV there while my uncles and my dad would be working. Uh-huh. So I got to watch a lot of movies all the time, and it was for free. Uh, but I remember watching Child's Play, and that always like got me, like the, the whole thing of a doll just coming to life. Especially because my yeah. grandmother, and even as an adult, my, my grandmother in my grandmother's room, um, she had these porcelain dolls that Ooh, just yikes. looked like lifeless and scary as hell <laughs> and as an adult like i'm like okay logically i know there's nothing gonna happen but just the fact that they're all there staring at me just gives me the fucking it's, chills it's awful i hate looking at dolls like oh my, especially when they're like lifelike and they're they blink and they just ugh. or when they have beady eyes yeah <laughs> and i think um one thing that can, we can all relate here is that um you know just kind of point out so Lolly and I, you know, we are from a we are Latino, you know, Latin. Mm. We come from Latin culture, so there's a lot of superstition in Latin culture, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as well for you guys, you know, lot in Asian culture that is yeah. you know, very superstitious. So it's like yes. compared to other people out there, like we are like the extra superstitious level. Oh yes, <laughs> you know? oh yes. Like for us, you know, it's like oh, you know, what was it, uh, Lolly? Do you remember like what the tales that you like your family would tell you as a kid to scare you, like the kukui? No, you see, not only am I Mexican, I'm Native American. Oh, Wendigo. I wasn't raised on the scary 
stories. I was raised on the stories of familiarity. So I was never really scared of ghosts or spirits as a kid, ever. Okay. All right, My parents didn't enough. use uh, ghost stories as scare tactics. Huh. Well, that's well, fair I'm enough. I'm definitely afraid. <laughs> Going back to what Ken was saying about like how he you know, didn't really watch scary movies. I mean, jokes aside right now, Ken, I, I would have to say you probably desensitized to horror movies because you played League of Legends. And that's oh, a God. horror <laughs> itself. That's honestly like the worst thing. Oh my god, I wasted how many years of my life on that thing? Five, seven? I don't know. I don't play it anymore, thank god, but... Ugh. But, you know, we, we digress, right? Yeah. Um, nonetheless, so it's it's amazing when you look at stuff in the horror genre and seeing uh, where it's gone. You know, I know that, like, now I, I love having, like, scary movie nights. I love going on YouTube and listening to, uh, you know, podcasts and episodes talking just about scary stories or hearing people read off creepy pasts, even though they're not real. It just gives you that that chill down your spine. Like for me, I know for it, it sounds weird, but it helps me sleep at night. <laughs> that is totally not. Is that is, is, is that scary or is that weird? Like yeah, it's like oh yeah, hearing about demonic things in a you know in a like very uh, you know voice like this. Like just I have no hearing about whatever eyes. bumps in the night makes you fall asleep. I mean, you know, it's you really it's really dependent on the creepypasta reader because if they have a voice that I just can't stand, it's like, nah, this one's ruined for me. <laughs> so uh, one of the people that I go and listen to on YouTube a lot, and he hasn't posted up anything in almost a year, but he recently came out to talk about why he hasn't been doing it. He's, he's been having health issues. His name is Corpse Husband. And um, this is a person that both uh, Justin, Jarrell, and I listened to a lot when he was coming out with content all the time. We have like oh. a top five kind of scary stories that would be submitted by users or be reading it off creepypastas. And his voice is just, you know, that monotone voice is so deep and everything. It just, I don't know, it just ripped into my soul. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that's my love for, uh, you know, the horror genre. It's crazy because... When you look at it, it's like people love to get scared. Like, that's really what it is to be a horror fan. You love that feeling of being scared, which is, on a psychological level, like, that sounds insane. a little, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> uh, Ryan over here, he's a, he's a psychology major. Hello, that's me, yes. <laughs> We're all masochists here. Ma- masochists. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, English, please remove that. Okay, let me uh, let me just clarify. We are masochists here. Uh, we are insane. Uh, we are not English majors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just want to clarify that for our listeners. Um, now going to back to this where we we're talking about originally, which is about the convention going on. Um, very unique stuff there, and. I want to know what your guys' thoughts of it. You, you guys go to other conventions. You've got Fanime, Sack Anime, other ones. What is your opinions? Let's go ahead and start with Lolly. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> you wanna you wanna come back? Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Lolly, not ready. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and start with Ryan. Okay. So compared to other conventions like anime and secondary being the most recent ones i've been to uh this one was especially unique because well one the venue wasn't that big which was kind of surprising to me but the the booths and the people that were there they all had like a very different vibe like at first i was intimidated because i felt like i wasn't like 
part of the in crowd of the convention. But then, you know, after being there for like 10 minutes, I stopped caring. And it was it's pretty interesting seeing all the different types of stuff that they were selling. Like I saw this one booth selling, you know, the creepy dolls that we all hate. <laughs> um, I also saw some like taxidermy stuff like scientific women's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scientific Women's was selling like taxidermy stuff. And it was really interesting. Like she was telling us the whole process that she does behind every single piece that she makes. And it was really interesting to listen to. And there was a lot of makeup artists. They were all really good. And some of them were even doing like makeup while we were there. Like they were doing other people's makeup. Live sessions. Yeah, live sessions. Yeah, those are those are really interesting to watch. Yeah, like it just was very different. All right. I like that. Angie? What do you got to say? Yeah. I have to say it's definitely a very much a different vibe. Mm -hmm. First of all, like walking at the convention, as like Ryan was saying, like I felt really out of place. Like I felt like I didn't belong there. But at the same time, like after you kind of like walk in, you see the venue itself, kind of like just let it go. Um, one thing I definitely noticed is that a lot of the vendors there are definitely very, very passionate of what they do. And I'm not saying like, you know, the vendors at, you know, at Fanime or, you know, Sack Anime aren't passionate, but it's definitely different, I feel. Like a lot of the makeup artists there, this is their livelihood, you know? And when they're talking about the process of how, you know, they do the makeup and or when you see it in person, it's just it's totally different. I like that you guys had a lot of fun too, because um, I know like for some people it's a small convention and mm -hmm. they just kind of go through and they're like, eh, I'm done at least from other people that I've like brought before. I think, it, I think it was definitely refreshing. That's to me, you know, being a oh, very yeah. different convention to go yeah, to. Definitely. Cause I, I gotta say most of the conventions I go to are definitely anime based. And it's just like, you kind of see the same vendors all the mm -hmm. time and it kind of gets boring after a while so just being at like a convention for a different thing is definitely refreshing definitely because like every anime convention i go to i kind of do the same thing all the time like i go to the dealer's hall i go to the artist alley i maybe go to one or two different panels and then i repeat the same process every day and then i'm just like kind of going in autopilot because i already know what to expect it does very much so feel the same with a lot of conventions in anime because you, you I end up seeing the same vendors. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, I think that bothers me a lot because it's like, well, I don't feel compelled to buy anything because if I don't buy it there and then, I know I'm going to see it at another convention. It's mm -hmm. like, I know I'm going to see it there. And when it comes to like some of the major conventions there, like, one of the conventions I, I've loved going to, and uh, I'll be going to it for my third time uh, this summer, it, which is Sack Anime. I love Sack Anime. Sack Anime by far has some of the most amazing guests that you'll ever have at any of the conventions here in Northern California. Um, you know, especially for the fact that it's an anime convention, though, they bring many actors that are voice actors. Like we have uh, Overwatch voice actors that are going to be there. We have actors from like other video games, like Christopher Judge, voice of Kratos, is going to be there. Um, Joseph C's voice acting, but many other characters, even from Disney, are going to be there. And that's what makes it unique. Is that you go there, you want to go check out mostly the the actors. That's what I go there for. Is it, I love the atmosphere and the actors. If you go to Fanime, Fanime has an amazing nightlife because it has a convention that is open. Well, at least the gaming hall is open uh, 24 hours while the convention's running. But 
other than that, it really is more of a cosplayer's convention. If you're a cosplayer, you're going to have a great time there. If you oh, yeah. are there with a bunch of friends, you want to go party, that's fine. But the convention itself doesn't really provide much. And the vendors there are not very unique. Artist Alley is amazing. Artist Alley is amazing at any convention you go to because that's all original artists doing their own artwork and such. But mm-hmm. with Sinister Creature Con, you know, everyone there is their own, you know, vendor you know there is no like big deal vendor they're selling the same stuff you don't see any vendor they're selling the exact same shit as someone else and that's what i love about it and though it be a small convention you know like we were there for hours like we literally were there for hours granted some of us arrived later on the day but you know we didn't really miss out on anything much we had a good time there and then of course there was the nightlife we had after that but we'll get that to a second lolly are you ready to talk about your thoughts on the convention Yes. All right, go for it. (laughs) So I've been to that same exact convention center before. I went there when there was a SACCON. I don't know if that's still around, but I went there ages ago. And I would definitely have to say that the convention center is a lot smaller than I remember it to be. But even it being a small venue, that place was jam-packed with a whole bunch of stuff. Like the... um. They had a room dedicated to pops, just pops as far as the eye can see in like this one tiny room. And I've never even like seen so many in my life, but that was just like the pops. Like, you know, you buy them maybe a little bit overpriced, but then again, they have a whole bunch of like, you know, actors there for you to sign it from. And I was actually surprised by the array of actors and faces and everybody that they got to come to the convention. Like there are so many booths just like in one little area you had um yeah tyler you had you know the original um you had the original jason you had just a whole bunch of people you had um and even like those actors extended into the showroom you had a lot of people from face off and the body art challenges you had allison uh kenyon from Allison uh, Kenyon? from uh, Skin Wars. That's right, yeah. They were there and oh my gosh, just like getting to watch them in like watching them just do their stuff in real time was amazing. And then these people that they worked on would just like, you know, walk around the convention just like like you know, like they weren't just covered in paint and were only in their underwear and pasties, <laughs> but it was amazing. The heat definitely was not getting to them today. Uh, no but yeah there was a many great amount of like actors there you had linda blair who plays as reagan in the exorcist movie you have uh paul servino from uh repo um you're in of course when you're talking about jason you're talking about steve dash then from um the halloween films that were done by uh rob zombie tyler main who was also uh saber tooth in the original x-men movie and they also had a Karel uh, Strukin, I think I'm pronouncing his last name right, who plays as Lurch in The Adams Family, which is really cool to see him there as well. Um, but nonetheless, there was many great different things to see there, and I, and I absolutely love this convention. Um, now, to a little more of the fun, somewhat adult-themed <laughs> stuff that happened later on. Uh, might uh, just remind people if you are a young listener, this is where you probably want to cut the podcast off. But we are a eighteen and up podcast, so we can talk about this. Thanks, Dale, for finally changing that on the iTunes. Shout out to Dale from Broken FM, our producer. 
<laughs> hey. Um, ironically, that's right. You guys went to uh, high school, Dale, too, didn't you? Uh, yes. Oh, wait, yes, you're talking did. about that, Dale? Yes, that, that Dale. He's my. Yeah. He's our producer. Oh shit! What's up, Dale? <laughs> Dale, you're getting a shout out on the episode. People are coming. Who the hell is Dale? Why have you never mentioned him before? Dale is the man who <laughs> uploads the episodes up to uh, iTunes and Stitcher and nags at me to make sure I'm getting them out on time. So if you are a listener and you've been following us since the beginning, you can thank Dale and you can go ahead and thank him by going to www.brokenfm, that's spelled B-R-O-K-N-F-M.com and sending him an email saying, thank you, Dale. Or you can say, Dale, Where's your podcast at? Because you haven't put out one in a while. Anyways, moving oh. on from that. <laughs> no, love you, Dale. <clears throat> but you have amazing actors there, like uh, Michael Berryman, Lisa, Lisa Wilcox, uh, C. Thomas Howell. So many guests there that were amazing. Um, but one of the biggest guests, of course, uh, that was there was, of course, Aurelio Voltaire. 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 Now... Here's a funny story about that. So I met Voltaire uh, last year at the Halloween, uh, or not Halloween, October show. Uh, October might as well be just called Halloween month and whatever. Uh, yeah. We'll just call it Halloween for the hell of it, right? Fuck it. 31 days of Halloween. 31 days of Halloween. Fuck, <laughs> fuck your 31 days of Christmas. It's 31 days of Halloween. Um, But I met Aurelio at uh, Sinister Creature Con Sacramento for the... October show and uh, I didn't perform there. I, I got to actually just meet him and everything and talk with him for a bit. And he gave me some advice before I went to go perform at BlizzCon how to deal with stage fright because you know I was performing in front of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of online watching. But he gave me some solid advice and he was a really nice guy. Um, so it was really cool because this time around I was actually going to be uh, opening for him at this show, and I was opening for him and the Unwoman. Who she is an amazing, amazing musician, and she's got an amazing voice. And it was an honor to open for both of them. Uh, but prior to me opening, I had people who were opening for me, <laughs> and it was a very interesting thing because uh, you know, it's not something that you know Ryan and Angie and Lolly would end up going to probably on their own accord. But um, so what they didn't know at this point in time was I was sitting in a green room. And in the green room is usually what the room is for, like, all their guests. Because I was a guest at this convention. I was doing press work, and I was a guest for performance. Um, and I was in a room with uh, Voltaire, um, these two comedians, and uh, the end woman, and, of course, a bunch of burlesque dancers. <laughs> <laughs> so there were half-naked women in the back room, and it was – I'm trying to, like, practice and everything, and it's, like, so awkward at first. Because it's like, wow, these women are great looking. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. But they're used to this. And I'm like, I'm just trying to you know, play my guitar and try to make sure I got my my, my songs ready. Because I had nothing I had nothing planned for my set list. I was just like, should I do this song? Because it's a horror convention. It's not an anime convention. It's not a video game convention. This is not really my crowd for the kind of music that I play. And then everyone's like, oh, just play whatever. You know, they're all going to fucking love it. But it, it was so, it's so funny. Because it was like, it was so awkward. Like, I was like, I felt like the most wholesome person back there because I wasn't trying to like look and then you see some people like, yeah, this is great. I'm like, uh, I'm just trying to play guitar. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, my favorite reaction though is hearing 
your guys' reactions or stories about your guys' reactions, specifically oh, Angie's reaction um, <laughs> when the burlap answers went up. <laughs> I so. yeah, I was honestly surprised because when you were mentioning there would be burlesque dancers, I was not expecting the performance that I saw. So <laughs> definitely a shocker. I did miss a part of the first person who was dancing because like I was getting a drink, but afterwards, like wow. <laughs> so that that's it. Just that's literally how you describe it. Just like wow. Just just wow. wow. Should, am I okay to even describe in description? I mean, okay. okay but well, when, you, when you hear burlesque dancers are going to be performing, people might think, oh, cool, they'll be burlesque dancers, like, you know, the movie burlesque, like, you know, fucking, uh, I can't think of the name of the place. Exactly. That's exactly New, what it is. I almost said New Vegas, Las Vegas, <laughs> Las Vegas burlesque dancers, but no. No, no, no. You have to remember that this is part of a horror convention. Yep, you get burlesque yep. dancers like yeah. Lola Ebola and the likeness. <laughs> I was not expecting somebody to tear their hair out. That was the most was bloody. Oh, not, let's not forget about the blood in the underwear. Oh, yeah, oh my God. That one? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so trippy. My like, mouth is like I gaped the whole entire performance. I was, she was like, what am I seeing? She yeah, the contortionist. contortionist. <laughs> oh my god, the contortionist. She was contorting and and ripping her hair out and just bleeding from everywhere. Like, oh my yeah. god. Like I didn't know what to look at anymore. <laughs> Obviously the pasties, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I really wish that you guys were in the front area because I really mm-hmm. wish I could go walk up to where you guys were at so I could hear your reactions in person. Would have been something so beautiful to talk about, just hearing your reactions, like being right there <laughs> in the moment. I'm sure Alex has your reactions on tape and recorded, but we'll see. But yeah, we were right behind them, so <laughs> probably. But you got to remember, Jay, we have to be in the front. Half of us are short. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think, though, that, that it was a fun night, though. It was a really great night. Oh, yeah. It was really fun um, to be there. The Holy Diver, it was a bar. And for those of you that are uh, from the Sacramento area that are listening to this, uh, Holy Diver is the same uh, is one of the uh, new bars out there that's brought to you by the same people who did the Ace of Spades. Uh, definitely, if you're a metalhead, I highly recommend checking out this bar. And I got to say, all of us were in agreement on this. That fucking pizza. Yeah, that was oh, really good pizza. Good. Dude, that pizza was fucking amazing. Like, it was like cartoon pizza. Like, you know, when you watch, I think a lot of people reference like the Goofy movie. Like, you pick up those huge slices of pizza yes. and it's just, like melting off the pizza. Oh, when Max pizza was like. Oh, when Max and his friends yes. are eating pizza. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. God. It definitely was amazing. I remember I took a bite and I was like, holy shit. Because mm-hmm. like, we were expecting, like you know, cardboard, like cardboard shitty pizza. diaper pizza, but yeah, yeah. wowie. But it was it was great. Um, Jello move your fat ass. So aside from that, though, um, fast forward now to the performance line. You know, I I had fun uh-huh. going up on stage. I had I had stage fright, but uh, you know the the host uh, Apple Adams mm-hmm. was an amazing I host. I love Apple. Apple was so, so fun. She did an amazing job. Yeah. <laughs> Apple was the drag queen host, and she was absolutely entertaining, funny in every aspect of the word entertaining because she knew how to basically 
rocked that house and she rocked it on stage and she made every person who was getting ready to come up who may have been nervous i know for myself personally much more comfortable i i was nervous and i was laughing so hard coming up to the stage and everything because uh-huh. of her presence and the jokes that she was making um but it was so cool be, being up there because like i remember during practice i was still feeling nervous and then i was like fuck it i gotta be funny i gotta make myself laugh and i'm going through like hey you guys made some fucking death metal well, yeah. well you're gonna come back in no time because that's not happening tonight <laughs> Woo! and then i was like wait a minute what's the name of this bar again look behind me the giant signs is holy diver i'm like huh holy diver and then you have everyone sing you've been down too long that gave me chills i love that <laughs> fucking love being metalhead it's a great life <laughs> almost spilled my drink anyways but uh, after my performance and everything, I had fun doing that. A lot of people come up to me and say thank you. And, of course, had you guys cheering in the crowd. We don't need to talk about what you guys said. Uh, oh, are you sure? I'm sure. Uh, are you sure? Anyways, Jay? moving on. Moving on. Jay, <laughs> anyways, you, moving you on. You have some signing to do? Anyways, Hello? You're about, unpaid intern, you're about to get moved out of here. No, please. <laughs> I'm going to cancel all my pre-orders on you tomorrow. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't dare. Fifty-seven in a row. Anyways, so, <coughs> anyways, so, going on there, you have uh, you know, one woman goes up there, puts on an amazing show. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't be up the front. I was in the back, just trying to listen to everything. I, mm-hmm. and then of course Voltaire, when he goes up on there, that man, he definitely commands everyone. Like with he his was stage so presence. entertaining. Yeah. Like. When uh, when he showed up on stage before he said anything, I had absolutely no idea what his persona was. But the moment he spoke, I was so, like, I was just so captivated. I couldn't look away. And then you guys started participating in some of his music too. You didn't even know the words. You just no, I didn't know the dude. fucking words. No. And nope. also you, next thing you know, you find yourself brains. Didn't Bree say so? Is he like a goth Elvis? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He did ask that. Goth Elvis. <laughs> that that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's fucking beautiful. Goth Elvis. Oh, well, he is. He is. Mm-hmm. He was. A, he's a really nice guy, though. Too. Um, puts on a great show. Has great music. Um, for those of you who are listening, please check out Aurelia Voltaire on YouTube. Check out his music. He's well known for making the music that was uh, in Billy and Mandy, or sorry, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, the Brain song. And then he did the intro song for the Billy and Mandy, like, straight to TV movie uh, one that I forgot which one that was about. But uh, I think that's the one with, like, the Boogeyman, or, yeah, with the Boogeyman. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. I don't keep track of all the shit. <laughs> Um, but going back into it all, uh, this convention is something that truly holds a place in my heart because it's a small convention, but definitely commands great respect. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Tim, who's one of the, he's, he's the owner of the convention. He definitely is a man that is very passionate about this. You know, he tries to do the best he can to get amazing guests out there that, you know, he knows people want to go see like Linda Blair, Paul Servino, Tyler Maine, Relia Voltaire, second time uh, being there. Um, that guy must have superpowers, like not even in just all the stuff he does, but just being in the convention himself. He was like a cryptid, like you and me would be talking to him and then he'd walk away in front of us. And then like two minutes later, he'll come up from behind us and be like, hey, guys, what's up? 
I know. Like Tim. that's the thing. That's the thing about Tim. He, he Tim is actually a fucking ninja. Like he is legit a fucking ninja. He is a horror loving ninja. Okay, there you go. Because he'll be in front of you one moment, and then you, if you turn your head, just for that moment, like he disappears, just like in a horror movie. Like he he vanishes without a trace, and then like. You know he didn't walk in the direction that you were facing. And then you're walking that direction. And then he comes out of a room that you know you saw no one go into. Like, there's, you, this has one door. <laughs> this room has one door. And somehow, he just walks out of it. Fucking Tim. <laughs> He's a fucking horror ninja. No, but Tim, uh, big shout out to you. Uh, Brian, of course, you guys' teams. You guys do an amazing job at this convention. And the passion for horror, the passion that you love you guys put into this, it definitely shows in your staff members. It shows in the type of people that you bring into it, that you do bring people in who love what they do. And it is their livelihood. And as always, uh, you know, we are thankful uh, to be guests at your humble show. And we hope to return again, possibly in October. And once again, of course, as always, thank you guys for joining us here in the Tavern. I'm your host, Jay. With my guests, I'm Ryan, Andy, Lolly, and as always, guys, we'll save you a seat and we'll see you in the tavern. Bye. And there you have it. That was episode 23 of the Bard's Tavern. Uh, you heard uh, the host was Jay Blackheart. Make sure to follow him on social media. He is at Jay Blackheart. Uh, if you guys want to keep in touch with me, keep keep tabs on whatever I'm doing, whether, you know, like when SWC will be back, when all my other podcasts are going up. They're coming out very soon. Uh, I don't have titles well there is one title but it's not available yet uh, it's tier two pro that's my magic the gathering podcast that i will be restarting magic the gathering and playing card games and then like just games in general so that's what i'll be doing here uh in the meantime while uh, swc is trying to gonna get get back up and running it, it will happen i do i do i swear upon that uh, i just don't know when so make sure to keep us followed on all the social medias at Dale and his beard for me, uh, mainly Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Jay is at, at Jay Blackheart on Twitter. Um, he'll really appreciate if you guys go and follow him and if you go and subscribe to his podcast. So thank you guys so much. I will be seeing you very, very soon. Thanks. <laughs>